0: The war in the Middle East is spreading outside the region. Iran attacks Pakistan and Iraq. And of course, Iraq recalls its ambassador. Welcome to Constable Confidential. I'm Simon Constable. And joining us again today is Iranian-born British man, Bahid Beheshti. And he's going to discuss the mess that the world is in right now. Thank you for joining us. I know where you are in London. It's freezing. Thank you for coming out of the cold and into somewhere where you can talk to us.
1: Thank you, Simon, for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Let's talk about this attack by Iran on Pakistan and Iraq. That was the last thing that I would have expected. What do you think is going on?
1: So, uh, as... As I say, as I stated in last, you about more than ten days ago in the Knesset, in the Israel, I was in Israel, and I said, Iranian regime it's in its weakest uh, position since uh, forty four years ago. So, uh, and was that was, stuck. and
0: that that was when the Iranian revolution happened, and the Mullahs kicked out the Shah. And and came to uh, came to power. Am I right in saying that?
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I don't think, to be honest, if I'm going to be in you know, a very frank, uh, the mullahs didn't kick out the Shah. Uh, I call, I didn't call even that revolution. I call it international military coup against the Shah. I don't want to go into that, but <laughs> that's another different story. Uh, Forty-four years ago, but uh, Iran- Iranian regime is in its weakest positions since then, 1979, and they are stuck in this mess that they created themselves. They thought by pushing Hamas, one of the proxies, into this war, they can divert the world attention and uh, from what's happening inside Iran. They can disrupt the normalization the uh, relationship between Israel and uh, Arab countries, especially Saudi Arabia, and they can do a great favor to their master, Russia. They can divert the war from the ukrainian Russia war. And they can, by manipulating the public opinion and their PR through their PR war, they can and get the ceasefire in two or three weeks. So they're miscalculated. And they never expected such a reaction from Israel to go into Gaza and react as we are seeing and we're all witnessing now. So this miscalculation put Iranian regime in the very, very bad situation. From one side, they don't want to involve themselves directly in this war uh, because they know they cannot last even a couple of weeks in front of these world powers, why? Because they have no legitimacy. The Iranian people, the 80 million Iranian people are waiting for a second, for a moment, for for an opportunity for any country, any of these powers to attack this regime and they're going to come to the street, the Iranian people, and finish this regime. So they they don't want to do that. They don't want to get themselves involved directly, but from the other side, If they won't get involved, they are losing the trust of other proxies, Hezbollah, Houthis, Qatar Hezbollah, Qatar haq I can name it, because the other proxies, they are witnessing Iranian regime put Hamas in this situation, pushed, pushed Hamas in this war, and now sitting back, watching Hamas getting destroyed by Israel. So they are in this very, very bad situation. But from the other side, from the other side, Israel um, uh, 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 attacked uh, through a very clear operation. Took out few of their very important character and their military um, um, commander of Iranian regime. One of them was Razi Musavi three weeks ago in Syria. Another one it was the Hezbollah's uh, top commander. You know. Uh, Saleh al-Aruri in Beirut. So for these attacks that Israel do on their high officials of Iranian regime and their proxies, the Basijis, the people, the Basijis branch of IRGC's forces, so, no, the IR,
0: the, key... the IR, just to, just to, for for uh, new listeners, and IRGC is the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, and it's an extraterritorial army basically that that goes around doing things ac- largely across the Middle East, but also but in South America too. Uh,
1: am I right in that saying that? Exactly, exactly. So for these great and targeted and clear attacks of Israel that is doing and destroying Hamas from the other side, and. And attacking, re-attacking the Hezbollahs when they firing rocket now, the forces um, pro-Iranian regime. I mean, about the uh, Revolutionary Guards, about the Basij and other forces, they are losing their hope on the regime, and they losing their uh, motivation. That's why Iranian regime should must show. To their own forces, to their own um, peop- uh, people who they are supporting, them show them something. That's why he's done these two attacks. One of them was in Iraq, Erbil, which killed one-year-old um, children, and last night it was the, another one was in Pakistan, and again killed two children in that attack. And the, the, his their excuse is. They attacking the bases of the Iranian terrorist organizations in Iraq and in Pakistan. So the reaction of Iraq, as you stated, they recalled their um, diplomats, and recently I have a new one. Is two hours ago the new uh, in, uh, news? Uh, the new uh, report was that Pakistan recalled its ambassador. And they didn't allow Iranian regime ambassador to enter Pakistan anymore. So the conflict in the region escalating, the situation is escalating. And Iranian regime uh, stuck in this very, uh, I would say, complicated and critical situation and are very frustrated. But the good news is, the good news, Simon, is this. This is what... I have said in the Parliament of Israel, Keneset, I said, if we are looking for the permanent cure, once for all, and if we are ready to see this big elephant in the room, after ignoring it for 44 years, this is the time. Look, we, engaging ourselves with these proxies, Iranian regime proxies, it's good. Of course, we have to clear the region from the terrorist organizations. But we have to go to the head of octopus, which is Iranian regime. The good news,
0: and, and, is, you, and you you have you have said you have said that before, and and it looks it looks like the the other countries in the region are now saying, well, maybe, maybe we want to help help with that, meaning Pakistan and Iraq. one of the things I found very interesting here is that Iran, as I understand it, is is mainly Sh- Shiite or Sh- Shia muslim population and so is iraq uh, and that would would have seemed to me to be qu- quite odd but now now i see something completely different it it just seems I, look
1: i cannot i cannot say anything about the uh statistics uh, with confidence about iran because we don't have any statistic you know, when it comes to the minority majority about iranians i cannot trust any of the numbers that they give out, which the majority of Iranians are Shia, I don't have any fact for that. I don't have any number for that. Yes, we Iranians are Muslims. I would say many. we have many Iranians, but we don't know what percentage. Because the people, from the uh, fear of their life, when they ask them, are you Muslim? They said, yes, I am Muslim, I am Shia. This is a situation of Iranians inside of Iran. We don't have any uh, proper... Uh, statistic. And I cannot you know, trust any number from them. But the situation is this, that's what I said. Uh, the good, if we are looking for the permanent cure, this is the time to go for the, uh, to identify first the root of the problem, which is Iranian regime. The, the source of evil, the source of destabilization in the whole region. Look what they're doing in Iraq. Look what they're doing in Yemen. What they're doing in Syria, in Lebanon, in Israel, everywhere. So, because their their goal is this. Their goal is to turn the modern world to Islamic State, to caliphate. And they are very active about it. Look how many proxies and, and, and that's, have been and, created.
0: And that's why they have the, 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 the proxies, which is the Houthis, exactly. Houthis Iranian-backed, uh, Houthis, Iranian-backed uh, Hamas, Iranian-backed Hezbollah, and others. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you had said uh, quite recently was that you, you've, you've been protesting outside the Foreign Office in Britain, which is roughly yeah. Britain's version of the U.S. State Department. And you've been saying you've got to recall your diplomats from Iran why are you saying, I have, a, I have a fairly good idea of why you're saying that, but explain to us what your thoughts are behind why now. Diplomats are supposed to be immune from anything bad happening to them
1: while they're abroad. Look, the, our diplomats are in great danger at the moment, Simon. That's what I have gave warning to David Cameron and Mr. Rishi Sunak, our prime minister. Seriously, two warnings so far. Look, after the reattack to Houthis, the night after that, mobs gathered around our embassy in Tehran and they call out for burning out the embassy. They burned British flag. They burned Israeli flag. They burned USA flag. But Israel and America, they don't have an embassy in Iran. We are the only country in between these three. We have the embassy in Iran. And look at their history. 1979, just they invade USA... Um, um, embassy, they host, they take sixty-six diplomats hostage for uh, how many days? Four hundred and forty-four days. Their their main policy is hostage taking. That's what I said to our prime minister. At the at this time, we have to call our diplomats back home, and the next step we have to prescribe IRGC so this is our diplomats uh, are in great danger and uh, there is a great responsibility on our the shoulder of our leaders at the moment they have to look at the uh, look, look what they iraq did yesterday iraq called all the all call out all its uh, the diplomats today pakistan called their diplomats we need to do that urgently our diplomats and, are in great danger so this when, is uh, when... the It it is
0: a very serious situation. When you spoke with Lord Cameron, the the Foreign Secretary, which is uh, roughly the Secretary of State in the US, the equivalent, and Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, is there anything you can share with us about what they said in response to your 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 advice to, to them do they saying oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna get some planes ready nothing we're yet gonna... nothing
1: no- nothing yet Not, I have I haven't heard anything back from them but you know my warning was you know publicly I in the papers in here you know, in the in UK they published that and I just had an interview before you with Express so I have said that again. And the this, this situation is very serious. But let me go back to the previous conversation, very shortly, two minutes about that. Look, it's the, the good news is, we have, there are lots of bad news, but the, we have a good news as well. Iranian regime is in its weakest uh, position at the moment, since 44 years ago. And we, if we want to do something seriously, is the time now. And for this, we have a great military of 80 million Iranians on the ground who are thirsty for freedom and democracy. And especially since 2009, they tried so many times to overthrow this evil regime, but they couldn't because of the level of barbarism, of brutality of this regime, which all experienced on October the 7th. But with the little support, which I, this is what I have said last two weeks ago in Knesset in Israel. I said with the little support of the West or Israel, they can overthrow this regime with the lowest price in Iran. We should not be afraid to attack the IRGC sites inside of Iran. We should not be afraid to attack their nuclear sites. They are very close to gaining access to nuclear weapons. How can we control them after they gain to nuclear in a warhead? So we have to attack their sites inside of Iran. And we should not be afraid to attack the house of high officials of the Iranian regime inside of Iran. The Iranian people embrace this. They see it as an opportunity. And they're going to come to the street and finish the job for us with the lowest price in Iran, in Tehran.
0: And we we certainly know that more and more people are becoming to realize... Or coming to realize that Iran is part of the problem across the Middle East. It's the source all around... of the
1: problem. I'm the sorry, source. it's not yeah. the part of the problem. It's the source of evil. It's, it's the, the source. The source.
0: The um, can I move on to something that I thought was very touching? That you you did some work on. You you went to Israel, and you had an experience with the the so-called voices from the tunnels. And we're talking about the tunnels that Hamas yeah. built underneath Gaza and where it's holding hostages still, and it held a lot more hostages. At the very beginning, on October the 8th, it had uh, a large number of hostages held there. What did you see, and what was your impression of that?
1: What I see, the brutality of these uh, people. What I see, the barbarism, the level of barbarism of, and um, this, I would say, terrorist, but from the other side, what I have witnessed in Israel, I would say the symbol of democracy. I went to the temple man on the first uh, first day, I saw Mosque, mas- uh, Mosque Al-Aqsa. few minutes after that, the wall, the holy wall, and just a few minutes after that, the holy church. So Christians, Muslims, Jews are living together in peace and harmony. So and I went to the Knesset, I saw mosque in Kennesset. So if this is that's what I uh, have said on the first day, I said if some people calling this apartheid, they have to give me the new definition of apartheid. Because this is absolute democracy, what I have witnessed in uh, Israel, and from the other side, I witnessed the level of barbarism of these uh, groups, these terrorists, which they cannot tolerate anything. The people who call for uh, the element an elimination of the state of Israel. What can we say about them? What do we know about the state of these hostages? Hostages. You talk about the hostages. Hostage taking is the main policy of Iranian regime, and this is a mistake of. Uh, Biden administration. Why? Three weeks before October the 7th, Biden administration released six billion no. ransom money for five hostages. And the result was taking 250 hostages by Hamas from Israel because we encouraged them. And now we don't know anything about these hostages. And they are trying to force us with their demand, with their, uh, to their evil uh, to meet their evil demand by taking our dear, dearest people uh, as a uh, as a hostage and uh, force us to do that. We should not go um, on our knees in front of these terrorists this time. Now, we, we cannot tolerate them anymore.
0: Now, what, what, one of the things that we're seeing in the West is that message not getting entirely through to the media. Is that because of Iran's mass cyber army? You know, people people on computers trying to spread dif- disinformation. Is that part of the issue with that and people oh, are understanding in the UK, in France, in Germany, uh, across America, Canada, wh- wherever wherever you can mention that's a democracy.
1: Thank you, Simon. Thank you for bringing this up. You are. This is amazing, and I like you. The way you identify this very, very important, I would say, point. Iranian regime is expert on PR war. They have more than fifty I don't know how many fake Twitter accounts, Instagram account, Instagram accounts. They have a great cyber army and they spend billions and billions on the cyber army to misinform the world, to divert the public opinion, to manipulate the public opinion, to brainwash our youth. That's how they could, look, look at October 7th. October 7th happened, Israel didn't even take any in next first couple of days. Didn't take any action in first couple of days. We were witnessing people in the streets of London. That's how, they were working on their PR war. I think one year before the actual attack, Iranian regime are expert on this. For example, look at look at myself, my situation. When I was on a hunger strike, nearly fifty thousand Twitter accounts they were targeting me. They were attacking me. They were and, and I should, I
0: should me point out for, for for new listeners who haven't heard the previous episodes, you were on hunger strike outside the the Foreign Office for, I think it was 72 days, which is an enormously long time. And, uh, and and that was in protest of of Br- Britain not proscribing or banning, in other words, the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. That, that, that was something, it was a
1: deep commitment that you made to make that protest. And today is the day 330 that we are still there, or sit-in protest continues. And I hope soon we will proscribe this terrorist organization. And yes, and they were attacking me, labeling me with all these different organizations, and they were labeling me that I am the Iranian regime agent. Look how bad they are now. Then they want to discredit discredit someone. They labeling that person to themselves and connecting. me. They're trying to connect that person to them uh, to themselves. But they couldn't, uh, of course, they couldn't uh, be successful. They couldn't label anything because people knew me. But they are very, very active. And at the moment, this is very important. At the moment, they are working on the family of hostages. This is very important. They're creating different groups on different social media and trying to manipulate uh, the families because the families, you know, they they are very... Hard situations. The dearest uh, uh, are in the hands of these terrorist organizations. They don't know anything about the situation. They don't know even if they're alive or not. And so they are manipulating their mind and they're trying by these, they're trying to uh, put immense pressure on IDF and Israel government. So they're, 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 pull, they're, they're,
0: that. They're, they're pulling at the heartstrings of the parents and the relatives of the hostages that have been in there for over 100 days now. That sounds absolutely despicable. That doesn't sound like soldiers you would expect uh, from who were operating under the Geneva Conventions. That sounds absolutely awful, and I certainly didn't know that before you mentioned it. Now, one thing I want to point out to our listeners, because they definitely can't see you, is that um, Vahid Beheshti, who's been protesting... The IRGC and uh, and wanting to get it banned in the UK, he's got a big a big uh, hefty woolen hat on, covering his ears so that he can be protesting outside. Now, outside in January in London, it is generally wet and cold and a bit gloomy. So that tells you another level of his dedication. Anything you want to add to that? Do you have like?
1: M- I'm just m- I'm just m- going to tell you, Simon. Tonight, tonight is going to go minus five. Last night was minus two, and the night before was minus four. But I am embracing, because I know why I am here, why I put myself in this situation, because of our values, because the values that we are benefiting, especially in, in here, in the West. And I know how IRGC operating, not just in the region, in Yemen, Iraq, uh, Israel, uh, Lebanon, uh, and uh, Syria. In here, in London, they are operating, they are in these so-called charities, Islamic centers, mosques. They're trying to, they brainwashing, not trying, I'm sorry, they brainwashing our youth and turning them to the sleeping cell, to the um, um, sleeping agents of them to destroy our values. That's why I put myself in this situation and I am proud of it to uh, be in this situation and I'm going to stay. Doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Doesn't matter what price we pay for it. And until that day, we take this necessary step for our safety and security and make the world better and safer place to live. And prescribe IRGC, and Revolution, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and we, of evil.
0: And we are very proud of you for doing that. Do stay warm Thank and don't you, get son. ill and don't catch a cold. That was Vahad Beheshti. He's a protester in London. He's an Iranian-born British citizen. Thank you very much again. I'm Simon Constable, and that's it.